Editor Mike here. My apologies for the audio quality on this recording. Apparently, I had the microphone turned backwards. It makes a difference. But hopefully you enjoy the episode anyway. Welcome to Considering Truth, a podcast about religion, philosophy, and a little bit of science. We're a few friends trying to wrap our minds around this thing called truth. Episode 4, Knowledge. On today's episode, we'll be discussing knowledge. We have it, you need it. I'm Josh Olson. And I'm Mike Went. Welcome back to the fourth episode of Considering Truth. Yeah, hey, uh, it's great to be here, but I see we're missing a slot. Yeah, Tim uh, can't be with us tonight. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to get him involved uh, soon. But he just had his new daughter born uh, just this last week, so he is doing more important things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll agree with that. <laughs> Okay, so uh, maybe our title was a little presumptuous. Oh, wait, that we have all the knowledge, knowledge. you need? Just a little presumptuous. Um, but seriously, uh, this is a topic that I think you're a little bit passionate about, and I think you want to kind of describe how you came to, to feel strongly that knowledge or correct knowledge was uh, important and kind of walk a little bit through your story. So go ahead. Yeah, uh, so... Right, we've talked a lot about some of the, some of these uh, deep philosoph- uh, philosophical topics like truth and presuppositions and things of that nature, and I thought it might be worthwhile um, because we've ventured down this road uh, 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 quite often uh, to talk about knowledge. We've talked about truth and acquiring truth for ourselves, and where that can come from, and, and really what that is is knowledge. And so we'll talk about, uh, a little bit more about that today. But I, I want to talk a little bit about why that I'm so passionate about knowing things. And a big part of that comes from having a lot of very poorly founded knowledge in my life. And by that, mean, I mean just hearing things or, or believing things very, very quickly without doing due diligence, without really investigating to make sure that something that someone else might say was really true. Um, part of that is just, we'll say, my natural inclination. And you're just a very trusting fellow, I, and you just believe everything that I say and Tim says, which makes you... Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm a great uh, podcast uh, par- partner to have, I guess. Uh, I'll go along with anything. But, I mean, and a lot of that comes from just the examples I was shown while I was growing up. Um, some of it, even to a certain extent, comes from the church, some of the churches I attended growing up were very much not into questioning things. Here's the information that you should believe. And even if it was good information, they weren't really trying to back up. The process for knowing that a thing is true was never explained and, and certainly certainly discouraged in some cases. Right. And I know there are churches that really discourage investigating truth because you might... You know, we, we need to protect our, 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 uh, the idea or the concept is we need to protect our members from, I'll put air quotes around, bad truth, right? Truth that might lead them astray. And 
There's a, a lot of carryover in the church today uh, of that kind of thing. In my mind, that's a, a dogmatism. Here, believe this, but don't, don't, don't question it. Yeah. And I, I don't think I was brought up too much with a dogmatism, but I don't think there was a lot of emphasis in my upbringing for reasoning out why you believed or, or coming to a new belief about something you had none before. Uh, it's that we were taught uh, not how to fish, but you know how to enjoy good fish. And I think I had a lot of really good fish prepared for me. Mm. Um, and I would lot. agree with that. I think that's very evident in just seeing the way you think. And, and I think a, a part of that has to do with how you were raised to know how to fish. But like I said, I wasn't given the, the know how to fish. I was given very good fish good prepared fish. for me, which mm. I appreciate. It gave me a solid foundation of, I think, some very good, correct views. But it wasn't until much later that I started, you know, building my own uh, abilities to, to uh, reason through what I'd been taught or to, to, to but, filter it. But at the least, you could identify what a good fish looked like. Right. And, and I... I don't know that I really had that. Um, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I was, since we're using the example of fish, I was given some good fish. I was also given some really stinky ones. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I believe that the value that I had, then probably the, the transition point for me, and maybe we can talk about you and how you changed, but for me it was when I encountered some teaching that was very opposite what I had been taught, um, it very quickly made me desire to understand, well, why do I believe what I believed? Uh, where did it come from? But I think that having that solid foundation of good beliefs, good knowledge, helped me identify when I had something that was discordant with it. Now, and I think that's a good starting place, and I'm very, very appreciative for it. Uh, so I think there, there was value in teaching. So I think... For me, to kind of talk about this transition point from really bad knowledge to, I'd like to think, better knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I grew up think, believing some some things uh, like urban legends, um, conspiracy theories, mm-hmm. and and uh, just very dogmatic in, in, in my beliefs. And it wasn't until I got to college and met some some people who approached Christianity from a more reasonable, well, I shouldn't say reasonable, that's not the right word, a more thought through, not just believe this, but let's let's investigate this, let's take a look at it. It, it wasn't until I, was, I met some of those people in college, and they were there, mm-hmm. um, that I started to realize, oh, the faith that I have doesn't need to be clung to and, and have walls built around it. I can actually have you know, have a very open hand with my faith in the sense of I, this is something I can probe and test and, and, and think about in rational, reasonable, uh, logical ways and say, does this actually work? Does this, does the Christian worldview hold water? Just a curiosity, was this a, you know, a pattern that you saw both with your Christian walk or your Christian circles and, and non-Christian, was it like, for me, approaching the world uh, in my Christian world was a very rational, you know, here's a way to investigate it. And mm-hmm. that was also true of, you know, looking at Earth's magnetism and why hot water flowed up into cold water if you 
you know, do a little science experiment. You know, I, I, I saw a consistency in the way that I was taught, well, just, you know, my, my schooling and then also in my Christian world. Did you see that pattern or were they kind of two separate? Right? Two very self separate things. So my Christian worldviews prior to meeting these people, prior to having this large shift in the way that I thought, the way I approached new ideas, my Christian worldview was very much, here's God, I'm going to tell you what you should believe about him, you should believe that or go to hell. And so, if you didn't want to go to hell, you sure sure as well believed it. Right. And, and there was no further investigation, there was no... And I, I appreciate that to a certain extent. You know, these are people who wanted to protect their their members, right? And I think with the best of intentions. The problem is uh, the way I think, and I think the way many people think, quite frankly, I think oftentimes the way many atheists today think, they need a little bit more than just believe this or go to hell. And I think that part of what happens when youth go off to college is it's probably the first time that they get out from their social circles, you know, family, church, the, those groups that, that kind of protect them from, from different beliefs than they've been taught, and they go out into the, the real world as much as college is a real world, but <laughs> it's the first place that's, that's not their own. It's a stepping stone. Yeah, and they're going to then go out into the real world, which will be another transition, but I think if you don't have those ways to found your your knowledge and your beliefs. That can be a major time of turbulence because now you're getting different things being taught to you than just you know believe this and life will be good. Believe this and your salvation is here. And there are people that are challenging those and and sincerely so. And so and now imagine you or me for a moment. And you were right. You have these two very different worlds. You have the world of the Christian, uh, which in the way I was brought up did not include reason, or not a lot of it, certainly no investigation into the truth claims that the Bible was saying. And now you're going off to be a biochemist. <laughs> I mean, there were a lot of challenges to my faith. And I think, to be to be quite candid, I think... The, one of the major things that pulled me through was I was just really stubborn about my faith, <laughs> and and I can laugh about that. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I can I can laugh about today about just being stubborn about my faith. So we both had, and I think everyone has to some extent this, this growing up period, going from what mom and dad taught you, growing up uh, from what your 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 family has taught you and starting to own it for yourself and i think this is a you know a natural process but i want to take a second here and just kind of maybe step back and say you know we talked about why it's important but let's let's see if we can divine what you you're thinking of knowledge and what i'm thinking of knowledge and maybe what everyone else is thinking um so my first question is we've talked about truth uh, what do you know or at least what we think truth is and and then belief and i used them a little bit interchangeably when i was talking to him just a minute ago you know, how do you see them as different, or are they the same thing? Do you have any thoughts on that? And yeah, yeah. And the good. Uh, let, let me put it this way. Um, so, if you look up the dictionary definition of knowledge, it's defined as, and I think historically it's been defined as justified true belief. 
Right. I think that's the Plato or Socrates' traditional. And I'll writing. go right along with yeah. that. I mean, this this seems really foundational. And and so it's got two parts. It's got it? three parts. Justified true belief. Okay. Because I could have a belief that isn't actually true, and I could even justify it maybe through some mm-hmm. sort of weird um, mechanism. Maybe my maybe my mental faculties aren't really well. Just your evidence may not be sufficient to justify it. Right. Or or as I was about to say, my mental faculties might not be functioning <laughs> properly. And so I can justify that belief, but it might not be true. So truth is a very important part of what we'll, what I'll say good knowledge. Yeah. So it's more than just having the right answer, but it's also being having it having the justification behind it, so that you can prove that you have the the correct yeah, belief. Yeah, yeah. And and I think that justification is is oftentimes a process. It and it's one of the reasons why I think when we change our minds. And we, you and I have talked about this before. It's not an instantaneous process. It's something that takes time as we justify this new set of beliefs in and incorporate it into our worldview. And a lot of times we justify it long before we believe it. Does it just takes our uh, a while from like, ah, I, man, you got a lot of good points. Man, those are really good points. I might be coming around to your point of view, but not just yet. And some of us are more stubborn than others. Four years later, yeah, I think I believe what you believe. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think, you know, we're going to be probably fairly loose with our our use of knowledge. So, you know, we may or may not hold to that uh, super well. But the idea there is that it's a true belief. It's justified true. And that defines knowledge. Yeah. Um, but that's not the common use of knowledge. The common use of knowledge is just... I learn stuff. Uh, I know things. You know, it, it's it's facts. It's data. That's and this is more subtle than that, or more nuanced than that. It says you can know stuff and you can know facts, but you need to know where those facts came from. And you have to have a good reason. There has to be a reason behind um, believing the thing, yeah. right? If I believe that uh, uh, that a chair is going to hold my weight when I sit in it. Right, and let's say I've never sat on this chair before. It's knowledge if I have a justification for believing that. Maybe I've seen thousands of identical chairs and they've all held, held my weight, or you know, maybe I've sat in it before. And I think that's that illustrates a property of, of knowledge. You know, facts and data are you know tested. We know that they. You know, we have information about them, but most of the time, they're not terribly useful. It's the inferences that we take. I've sat in 400 chairs that all look this sturdy. The 401st chair is likely to hold my weight. That's a justified, uh, true belief. Uh, but that's not some, that's not a fact. That's not not data because we don't know about that chair. It's, it's an inference. It's an in interpretation it. of the data. And I think that you know, so many times we are expecting that we're going to find data that gives us here is what to believe, here is not what to believe, but we have this reasoning capacity that, that has to take that one step beyond data and you know interpret it. What does it mean? What? How can I use this? Uh, and I think that's where knowledge comes into play, and that's where a lot of disagreement comes in as we you know reason and come to slightly different conclusions or, or vastly different conclusions. 
I, I wrote a note um, before our podcast talking about that I think reasoned belief might be, or well-reasoned belief might be a better definition mm-hmm. because it's simpler. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, you know, animals lack a lot of this ability to reason to certainly to the extent that humans can. They, they can do some basic reasoning, but I think that that's one thing that sets us wildly apart from the rest of the animal kingdom. So you have a, a quote here that I think goes along with how we justify our beliefs and, and a little bit of how, how we oftentimes misjustify or how different realms do it. And, you know, we, we are a podcast about philosophy and science and religion and those each have different answers to how we reason. And so you want to just kind of... Yeah, I'll, let me read this quote, but let me set it up too. I, uh, this quote is really putting at a crossroads science and religion. And so I'll, I'll read it and then let's just uh, chat really quickly. Yeah, and I might it. jump in if there's something that I'm sure I can't absolutely. stand. <laughs> uh, this is from Quora.com. And uh, they're talking about the difference between truths and beliefs. And uh, the, the quote is this. The justification method of beliefs is more important to suppose uh, than to suppose we have attained truth. That's a very important starting statement, I think. Yeah. And I think I would agree with with that. But um, let's unpack it really quick. Yeah. What do they mean? Yeah, what I what that means to me, and, and it's almost more important to know the why you believe something can, than to actually be correct about what you believe. Because ultimately, if you know the why, it will fix the what if it's an error. That's my thing. And I think that that's true, but I don't think that's what they're saying here. What they're saying is the method by which beliefs are found to be true, by which they're tested. Justification should really be tested. Maybe tested true belief would be a better definition for knowledge. A tested true belief. So what they're saying is the testing method for beliefs is more important than to suppose we've just magically attained the truth. So this would be, they're probably referring to the scientific method. Yeah, there are other methods other than the scientific method. You know, um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of things like eyewitness accounts, uh, have a method for dissecting. Is this eyewitness account reliable? Those kinds of methods are important, too. But I'll continue with the quote. Science has methods by which to identify error in justification. The response to errors is more important than the errors themselves. To make a mistake and then change belief is more trustworthy than to make a mistake and then stick to it. I would totally agree with that. Sure, absolutely. So it is with systems for explaining the world, life, and the universe, and I would agree with that. In contrast, religion makes assertions even when it is completely unjustifiable to stick to it. And that is where I have a big disagreement. And the problem is, he's saying that we have these methods for any system, or rather any system of beliefs um, that tries to explain the world life and the universe should have methods for testing its beliefs and then immediately turns around and says but religion doesn't have those and i would say that 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 is often true and maybe more true than it ought to be but i don't think that all religion is not interested in justifying its beliefs they claim to be true and 
you know, a lot of them can be are mutually exclusive, so they can't all be true. But it is possible that one of them is true, and it should be possible to determine if 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 it if it claims to be true, to to apply a number of different systems to it. And I think that they are guilty of oftentimes trying to ignore the truth. But I think that's because the vast majority of them are wrong. But just to assume that they're all wrong, that they're all false things. You know, I think it's going farther than the evidence warrants. And, and I think that's what a lot of this podcast is going to be looking at is the, the justification for those beliefs. Now, can science, the, the tools that science brings to bear, answer a lot of the claims of religion? And the answer is no. It's not that they are unjustified. It's that science can't even speak to them. Science doesn't give you why things are the way they are. It just gives you the how things. Um, so, so to kind of put that in a different way, science and religion, or even science and philosophy, are really trying to answer two yeah. completely different things. Not completely. There are places where I think science does touch on uh, what the Bible or other religions say, just like philosophy touches. But they each have their realms, and like a person, you know, the classic Venn diagram, that where they overlap, they should agree. And if they don't agree, then I, I think that you can start making some claims about the truth uh, of those religions, whether they are, are false or, or are still in play. Uh, but I think there are a lot of areas where science can't even address. So I think this is probably uh, a good place to... I think the, the question, you know, we were talking about the animal kingdom, and in my mind, you know, I, I talked a little bit about... Uh, you know, the ability to reason that 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 you know that next step beyond the facts and the data that that we can do so well, or <laughs> sometimes we can do horribly, but that we 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 try to do. You know, how much of of knowledge involves our will, our desires, our, our volition? Is it something that I choose to believe it? Is it something true, or is it knowledge because I believe it? Uh, and that is a great question, and I think the answer is, for all of us, if we were really honest with ourselves, the answer would be more than we think. And I think most of us could take a simple test and look at our friends and ask if our friends all agree with us on some of these big life issues. And for most of us, the answer would be yes, on just about everything. You could just run down the list and, and, and check them. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, um, but it is telling, and I think we should be a little bit suspicious if that is the case, that perhaps we are choosing to believe what we believe. Mm -hmm. uh, we are choosing the influencers in our life, not necessarily based on how true or how well uh, or methodical our influences are, influencers are in in uh, giving us knowledge, but because we like them. Yeah. Uh, I like what this person uh, says, or I like this person, and I'm going to believe everything, everything they, they say. say. When has that ever gotten any relationship into trouble? Um, but it's also, I think, happens in politics. It happens in our churches. You know, I like this person. You know, they're a great orator. They make me, you know, smile, and, you know, they, they can communicate well with their their... They're engaging and witty. And we shouldn't think that, you know, the scientific realm is any different. I, you know, I like Stephen Hawking because 
he seems, you know, he seems to really know what he's talking about, or, or I, I have the impression that he really does, yeah. or I won't say that it's not any different. I think that the scientific realm puts in place things that guard against it, but it's a human nature thing to want to do this. And you know, it, you know, scientists will be the first to tell you you've got to watch out for confirmation bias. You've got to, you know, our humanness gets into our science, even if science is trying to, to do it. Agreed. And, I, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to disparage science here, but I am trying to say that even, scientists are still people. Right. And we still have, uh, you know, a volitional nature about us. We, I think some people, just as many people as would say, oh, I really like, I'm in Hawking's camp on, you know, whatever theory. Uh, other, other people might say, oh, I cannot stand Hawking. I am, I am for a- anybody but Haw- Hawking, right? Mm-hmm. Hawking said it, I'm not going to believe it. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, but I think that different disciplines are more or less prone to the human nature, but they all have the human nature involved, and I think we should recognize that and, and be willing to question uh, and to, to challenge or to even to look deeper into those, those things because humans are involved. But I think that's also true when we reflect back on ourselves. And I, I think we do that the least of all. You know, why am I reacting the way I'm, that I am? Is it because I don't like this person, or I think there's, or maybe I really do like this person, and I'm, I'm wanting to believe what they, or maybe what they're telling me, you know, makes it so that I don't have to do anything. Hey, global warming isn't happening. Ah, you know, that makes me feel better because then I don't have to do anything to fix it. Or maybe global warming is happening. Ah, now I can do something important that'll change the world and, you know, save the planet. You know, that motivation and what I react to when I hear something can very much cloud our our understanding of what we're hearing or, or who we're listening to. Well, I think that's probably a good place yeah, I think so too. to wrap up. Uh, this is the end of the first episode on knowledge. Well, that's all for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Join us again next time when we consider truth. Episode 4 was recorded on August 28, 2016. Considering Truth is produced by Mike with assistance from me and Tim. Wonderland music provided by Dexter Britton. If you'd like to comment or provide feedback, you can email us at consideringtruth at gmail.com. Thank you.